Sarah Godey, Monica Steely, and Amber Miller. We are beyond excited to announce the launch of the Be Together Bible Study and this first series, Be Loved and Live. For more information or to purchase your copy of the Bible study that accompanies this episode, please visit www.bestillbefree.com. Welcome to Be Still, Be Free. My name is Amber Miller, and I'm joined today by Monica Steely and Sarah Godey. Hi, ladies. Hello. It feels so good to be back together and recording. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, we're very excited because we're starting a brand new series today called Be Who You Are, which I'm really excited about. Mm. We haven't really done something like this before. No, we haven't. What what inspired, uh, who came up with this one? Was it both of you together? You know, this I believe, if I remember correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, Missy, um, but I think this was Missy's idea, our friend um, MissIndeedy.com. Um, right. I think this was her idea a long time ago, and yeah. it's just kind of taken us a while to really feel like it was the right timing for God <laughs> Only several months, forth. yeah. <laughs> but I think she had just suggested it in a conversation one time, and it yeah. just kind of really stuck, and we really loved the idea, but yes. now's time to bring it forth. So, well, I'm excited. Missy, I hope we a... do you justice. <laughs> it's going to be a good series for sure. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I think it's going to be really good, and... Um, it's fun to be back and be recording. And if you're a regular listener, you know that we've kind of slowed things down, doing every other week, and mm-hmm. have had a lot of special guests. And so, yeah, the three of us were sitting here this morning. Go, do we know how to start this? We haven't done this in so long. <laughs> I know, but hopefully during the summer, you guys have enjoyed our Be Free Friday. Yes, so much fun. Love connecting with you guys in that way. Yeah, and it's just so like fun to see our fun. little quirks on screen, and-, <laughs> and they're just a couple of minutes. Like if you haven't checked it out, check it out because they're a couple of minutes of mm-hmm. just encouraging and lifting you up and giving you some ideas and send us your ideas. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So we might, well, we may continue them. You just have yeah, to give might. us some feedback and let us know what you think. Let us know. We've got some fun stuff planned. Things God, I think, is laying on our heart. But we want to get kicked off with the, the being who you are. And um, we're going to literally kick it off with the who. And Monica had a great idea for this series. So we're going to have like a be who week, a what week, and then a when, where, when and where, when, when and where, where and, and a why and, why and how. how. Yes. Yes. This is my um, journalism class from college coming yes. into play here. So <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> well, we, I think too, you know, we just came off of um, right before summer started, we ended our be missional series. Yeah. And that was just kind of all about, which y'all know, embracing the, the mission that God has placed you on. And so we thought that that was a good way to lead into like, be missional, be, do what God has called you to do where he's called you to do it, but be who you are. So this really funnels it down into more like, well, as you're about to hear, like we are all created individually for a reason. And we all struggle with this. I mean, uh, my college roommate and I were talking on the way up here and she's like, Oh, what are y'all going to be recording on? And I told her the series and I said, you know, it's all stuff that I'm still struggling with. And she's like, that's often what we do talk about though, or the things that are near and dear to our heart. And last night, I mean, I've filled Monica's ear up for like three hours about me stuff, about being me, being me, being me. And just, it's almost like the same conversations over and over again, but it is kind of my lot in life right now, just trying to really be okay with being me and being where and being how and being who Mm -hmm. and being what. And, um, 
And those all are very different things. And I think we kind of wrap them up sometimes into one thing. But I think if you can sit back and say these are all separate things about ourselves and this doesn't necessarily have to control this and who we are really doesn't have to be about our geography. I mean, it all kind of, you know, I think it will help us be able to be more comfortable and happy and content with just being us. Absolutely. So we're going to kick off with the who part. And um, I just, you know, we talked back in Be Beautiful that your who is not your do. Um, and Christine Kane said that. And then I recently saw Joyce Meyer wrote that same thing. So I don't really know where that quote originated from, but I know a lot of people are using it and it's easy and it's simple. And you just have to remember that your who is not always your do. Um, in fact, it it really isn't. And, you know, we've got to be able to embrace who we are. Um, because if we don't ever embrace us, then we're not truly loving us. And what did we learn about in the, the love series? If you don't love us, you cannot appropriately love others, Right. you know, and so it's the love others as yourself whole concept. And so we've got to be able to have a more better, a more better understanding. How about that for, for good English? We need to have a better understanding of who we are, a better love of ourselves. And I think knowing our roots in Christ can make a huge difference with that. Um, Creflo Dollar says that knowing who we are in Christ is the catalyst for walking in the power of God and demonstrating that power to the world. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Yeah, I love Joyce that. Meyer says true joy comes from knowing who you are in Christ. And I think there's a lot to that because I don't think often we feel that we have a lot of joy because we don't really love where we are or who we are. And so we're constantly striving to be different or to change or we're comparing or whatever. And we don't have that. We don't have that joy. And if we're doing that, then we really can't have power to go and be the light that we're supposed to be right. to the world. There's right. nothing fueling you to do yeah. the, to to do if you're not. Have you all, I mean, can you think of a time that you've struggled with this or you know that your who has been something that you've. Oh, only like my entire life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. Which I mean, is sad to yeah. me because really, you know, with Addie, I want her to be a humbly confident person. Yeah. You know, and we've been talking a lot with being 13. We've been talking a lot about your heart and your body and all these different things. And, um, you know, I told her the other day, man, I don't love you for this. I love you for what's on the inside. I love you for how beautiful you are on the inside, that you've been beautifully and wonderfully made. And it doesn't matter all this other stuff. And, And how come I can impart that to her? But I, you know, I'm like looking at myself in a mirror, hearing myself say something. And it's like God saying, that's what I've been saying to you. Right. It's so hard. I don't know that it's anything that it will ever be like fully embraced and walked in a hundred percent, you know, until we get to heaven. Yeah. Um, but like when you were just asking if we've ever had a time like that, like I remember when I had a career in advertising and when I felt like God was pulling me away from that and when it came time to quit and I went through an identity crisis of like, well, I spent my whole right. like college experience studying advertising and like getting this career and like now what who am I and it was all wrapped up in that was my job so mm-hmm. that's what I did mm-hmm. and that became who I was and I think that was when God started that process of who you are has nothing mm-hmm. to do with what you do yeah oh yeah well and we were even talking about this last night because I keep talking about how five years left and both of my kids will be going to college and it seems like oh that's five years but five years go by so fast and that's going to be a really different stage of life I mean for 19 years I will have had children that was 
who I was, a mom, mm-hmm. right? right? And that's what you identify everything with. And I'm like, wow. And not that I'm not going to still be a mom, but the need will be different and the, the role will change. And yeah. Their geography is going to change, and I kind of feel like I need to, God's just like, would you please get this message? I've been trying to teach this message to you because I need you to have this in order to be free. Yes. And that's what we talk about with Be Still, Be Free, that in that, in the stillness of knowing who we are in Christ, we will experience freedom. Yeah. So um, the thing that I think I find interesting with the who part is I decided to go from the who we are in Christ and who we are in Christ has nothing to do with anything that we do. Right. It's the stuff that if you stripped yourself of the roles that you play, if you stripped yourself of your job, of where you live, of even like your personality. Because we have, you know, we have something to do with the evolution of our personality. It's all the truth of just who we are in him that these, these things would still be true no matter what. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to kick it off with we were crafted. Because to start with, we were uniquely and wonderfully made. And I wanted to talk about three things with being crafted or created. One, we were created in the image of God. And in Genesis 1, 27, it said, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Um, the image of God here refers to the immaterial part of man. It sets man apart from the animal world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it fits him for the dominion God intended him to have over the earth. If God had not created man in his image, we would not have been any higher level than what the animals were and so we wouldn't have been able to have dominion and rule over the earth the way that he needed us to um and it enables him to commune the man to commune with his maker because we were created in his image we have that connection and we're able to communicate with him um it's more like a a likeness and mentality morally Mm -hmm. um socially kind of thing and i thought that was really interesting because i never thought about We were created to have dominion over the animals, over the earth, but had he not made us with a likeness of himself, we would have just been equal to the animals. And so um, that was intentional. He did that with a plan. He did that on purpose, and he did it because he wanted to, not because he had to, and he chose man to be the one that he had dominion for, or to have dominion over the earth. Secondly, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139.14, I will praise thee. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made, marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. And here is uh, the word wonderfully, and um, it's pala, to be distinct, marked out, be separated, be distinguished. Mm. And again, like, of all the things that he created, he marked us. Mm. We were the distinguished creation. We were the, the set-apart creation nothing else he doesn't say this about anything else that he created he says it about us and then I thought um even just created as a woman Mm -hmm. like I can remember and I still do and and Addie will say this too she's like guys have it made right (laughs) you know and we've been having a lot of conversations this morning with Amber (laughs) being pregnant about having babies you know labor conversations and as beautifully as those all are men do not have to do any of that Um, and so I I do remember being that way but in Genesis uh, 222 it talks about how he fashioned the woman from the man's rib and um he said, this is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. We shall call, uh, she shall be called woman because she is taken out of man. Well, here, uh, woman is Isha. Um, it's the feminine part of man. And I thought that was really cool because you hear, whoa, man, woman. But it's just the, f- the feminine version of, of mm-hmm. man. And um, 
you know, we all know that we were created to be the helper, right? We all know the helpmate, the finisher, the completer. Um, when doing this study, it was really great for me because it wasn't so that we could cook their meals and take care of their house mm-hmm. and whatever. He knew that Adam could not rule the world alone. He didn't have all the fashioning to be able to do it by himself. He needed a partner to do that with. And so, you know, we get caught up in the subservient, um, the oh, be submissive role. Right. It's not as subservient as in you're beneath him. We were crafted with the the unique gifts and talents right. that, that Christ said, okay, or God said, okay, I need the woman to have this. I need the man to have right. this. And together they will work together and have dominion over the earth. That was really cool for me yeah. when I was preparing yeah. for this. I just never looked at it that way. That's so that. funny because Greg and I just had a situation. Our kids just went to um, camp here at the church last week. And um, my son, who is very outgoing, very like loves people, loves to be out with people, is just going through this phase where new things freak him out. And so he came to camp and cried for the first hour and a half mm. and didn't want to participate. And Greg and I got into this whole conversation about the distinct roles of men and women through this process with Pat. Paxton, because Greg is the male, wanted to fix it. He was like, how do I fix it? How, what's the solution so that he'll stop crying? Right. And my side of it was, what do we need to do to prepare him and to prepare his heart for later in life? Like, yeah. what can he learn from this experience? And it ended up being so this big true. conversation about how, like, God kind of created men to be providers mm-hmm. and fixers and women to be preparers. We yeah. prepare the kids. We prepare the home. We prepare the family. We prepare, we like lay all this yeah. groundwork yep. for preparation. And it, that really does go back it to does. like yeah. Adam needed Eve to be a preparer of the earth and of the future yeah. families and everything. I just, it's That's very interesting. Very cool. I hadn't, yeah. I mean, it's funny that it's come up like. And now. even yeah, though we have times. more of the nurturing role. It doesn't mean that we have a subservient position. It doesn't no. mean that we have a lower than position. And I think, you know, um, I've always been hurt just being raw here for a second, a little controversial, the whole women's lib thing. So mm. I've always been a whatever he can do, I can do too. And, and just go at it like I am not below. But I also, um, I also don't have to be the ruler of all things and be the the leader. And um, I understand, like, I I want Chris in our marriage. I want Chris to feel like um, he does have that that leadership role, that positional role. But I respect him for it and not because he demands it. Right. And that, you know, if we could get past the fact that we feel that the culture is trying to tell us that we're subservient and we could truly understand our origin and the the reason for our creation, then we would maybe quit fighting Mm -hmm. humanity on this and trying to prove something because we don't really have anything to prove. Who are we Mm -hmm. trying to prove it to? Mm -hmm. I mean, if we, if we can just be content in and of ourselves with the purpose of being a woman and we did need, he did need to have procreation so that we could replenish the earth. So Adam had to have somebody to go with him, just like the animals had been created as male and female. He mm-hmm. needed humanity to be created as male and female. But God knew that the woman would have a distinct role right. in the dominion over the earth. And then after they were kicked out of the garden into the... Um, propitiation of the love of Christ and and the message of God and raising children up to serve him. So I just find that really interesting. I've just never really respected that or seen that in that vision before. And it was, it was really good for me. Yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. Do y'all love it? 
I love it. I think we do. I think we love it. I think we love it. Two okay. enthusiastic thumbs up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I like it. All right. So, hey, now we're going to move on. We're going to talk about being saved. Um, you know, salvation, at least in, in what I believe doctrinally, is something that can't be taken from you. And it's something that's available to all. Um, you know, and this is not to split hairs on, on any message of any doctrinal differences. But um, the fact is, is that Christ died on the cross for us to allow us to have um, communion with him past our humanity. And we can't, we can't do anything about that. We, we can't give ourselves salvation. We can't make ourselves saved. It's something that um, if you strip everything away at the end of the day, you, if we have come to know Christ, you are still saved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the, my pastor and I, or pastor, not me, he was talking about this in church yesterday, that, you know, there's a security in knowing that you don't earn it and you don't do anything to keep it. And um, so I want to talk about it being a gift, that Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no man should boast. And in, in here, the word gift is a Greek word for doron, and denotes a free gift, stressing its gratuitous character. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there going, man, it is just a free gift from this amazing God who gave his own son to die for us. That's part of our who, that we can be sanctified, that we, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with us. So um, that in and of itself, you know, we all talk about this too, about it being our hope. Mm-hmm. You know, our when you have a relationship with Christ, the hope that you have in that. Um, and I think that sometimes we forget that there's no works involved. Yes, there is fruit, right? We do have to have fruit. We do have to be doers of the word. But as far as our salvation goes, mm-hmm. man, all we have to do is through faith be like, man, I want you. I want mm-hmm. this. I believe in it. And and it's, it's ours. I remember um, when I was single and I had moved to Atlanta and um, my family was going through a really rough time and I had come through a really rough time and I was just driving home from work one day and like all of these scenarios of what my life had been like and, and I had returned to church and returned to the Lord like as a young adult like of my own accord at this point. And I was just driving home, remembering all the situations I had gotten myself into Mm -hmm. the life I was living, what that felt like in my heart and in my soul. And I was so overcome with an emotional joy and gratitude that I no longer was a slave to that life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, I don't know how I got home because I just was crying so hard on I 85 Mm. driving North. Um, but I think sometimes it's so easy to forget. And I try to go back to what that time felt like in the car because there is so much freedom in, I don't have to live like that anymore. And I don't have to walk around carrying that shame and that guilt and that sin. And like, like that is not mine. It's not mine anymore. And I don't live that way. And there is, I think too often we just forget what it was like before that. Yeah. Yes. Before we made an adult, grown-up, conscious decision that my life is taking a left turn into a whole new path, yeah. um, and I don't have to be bound to that anymore. And that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's bondage, which Satan wants us to totally play into that. Yeah. Yeah. And that is that is the core of who we are. Mm-hmm. It We're is. His. We are I his. I love that because, like, 
I feel like I have that experience too, but in two, almost like two different ways. Like I, I remember being like, you know, getting saved as like right. a seven year old mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it was a really beautiful moment because I totally knew exactly what I was doing. I understood it wasn't just someone who raised right. their hand in church and didn't really know what was going mm-hmm. on. And I remember like bawling my eyes out with my parents praying and telling my mom, like, I feel like someone, I was wearing a really heavy backpack yes. and someone took it off. Yes. My mom's like, oh my gosh. You know? <laughs> yeah. But that was a really different feeling than the feeling I had at the beginning of this year when I realized that my bondage had been identifying in what I was doing yeah. and identifying in my accomplishments and in my plans mm-hmm. instead of identifying in Christ. And that's a totally different kind right. of liberation, but also kind of the same. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so cool. It like is. You can have that moment multiple times. Yeah, in your life. I think you can, I, because I think as we grow and evolve, we can understand and appreciate it differently and it means right. something different at different times in our lives because it may not mean salvation anymore. It may just mean identity. Yeah. Right. Because at first it's salvation. Oh, I'm a, I'm a child of God. But then life continues to happen. You go through your ups and downs and your pitfalls and your trials and your tribulations. And now it almost can be more of that hope, mm-hmm. you know, more of that, that breaking of bondage. And I think we just have to remind ourselves of that because we still have the old man, Right. Even though we're new, we still will have the battle of the old stuff creeping back in. Of course. And then you recognize it and you're like, oh, put that down. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think it's beautiful to know that we're his. It's It's there for anybody. We're his and we're in him. We may still have the scars like Jesus still had the still had the holes, Mm -hmm. you know, in his hand. But it was just the reminder of how. You know, this is what I survived because of the love of God. Well, and that just totally links into the second part of salvation is um, just the security. We are secure. Um, We are not going to lose our relationship with him. He's not going to take his love away from us. He is nothing that we do is going to make him take or don't do is going to make him take his love away from us. Now we may put space between us because of sin, but he is not moving. He is not taking his love away from us. And when we, you know, I think we all search for that security of relationship with just one person. Yeah. And we would all love to have that here earthly and and visibly. But at the end of the day, if you're a believer, you have it, you have it in him. He will never, ever forsake you. He will never leave you. That is liberating. And in John ten twenty eight, I give them eternal life that they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. We can't be snatched. We can't be plucked. We are his. We are in his. We are in it. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't matter if you're a mom, a wife, a CEO, a, a missionary, a banker. A, it didn't matter what you are. It mm-hmm. has nothing to do with our do. It has only to do with our who. And I, I love that. Okay, number three, we are good. In 1 Timothy 4, 4, for everything created by God is good. Nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. So the word here, good, um, is kalos, K-A-L-O-S. It's goodly, fair, beautiful. We are beautiful. And it's not because of what we look like, but because of who we are in Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. And I thought that's great because it all goes back, you know, we did the beautiful series and it kind of has to do with, with with the beauty. I mean, you know, God created is good. Everything that he created is good. And we are not only beautiful, but we are his image. Right. 
It's so easy to forget that. Like you go through Genesis one and it's like God created heavens and the earth mm-hmm. and he saw that it was good. Right. And then God created the animals and he saw that it was good. And then God created man and I'm just a big unworthy, mm-hmm. lowly right. attack of No, yeah. you're good. And he actually saw that you were good. In some of my studies for this it talked about how after every creation it noted that it was good. And after man it was good. And in his likeness. Right. So not only were we just good and beautiful already, but we have a step more of being created in his likeness. Yeah. It's huge. It is huge. It's huge. Um, And, you know, I just wonder sometimes if we were teaching this to our kids instead of the cultural phenomena of what you're wearing, where are you going, what do you have, what are you doing, where do you live, school, like all these identities, you know, like I really think if we could get back to the root of teaching our children really who they are in Christ and allowing everything else to pour out of that, Mm -hmm. we could have such revival, Mm -hmm. but it's going to start with us. Right. right? And the only way we're going to change that next generation is to help them change their mindset. Right. And we talk about that flip flop. Um, and then lastly, we talk about love a lot. It really all just boils down to the love part. And I just told you about how, you know, he is not going to take his love away from us. That's just, he can't. That's just not who he is. He already did it. He already died on the cross for our sins. That was his ultimate show of love. And it's done and complete. And it's not like he can take himself back off the cross and go back and undo that. It is finished. His love for us is finished. It's complete. And no matter who we think we are, his love surpasses that. And, um, you know, I would encourage anyone who struggles with that idea to go back and listen to our beloved and live series. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's so much richness in that. And it so really much. even talks about how, you know, the loving of ourselves, you know, the loving mm-hmm. of our who. Mm-hmm. So I would really encourage anyone to go back. Um, I'm really excited because I found a thing from Joyce Meyer about knowing who I am in Christ. She did a, quite a few articles about being who you are. And, um, I just want to read a few of these because I thought these were really, really great. And we'll have have this on the blog so you can pick this up and look at it but mm-hmm. it says not sure who you really are read this list of biblical truths that reveal who God made you to be and our practical application is going to come out of this as well I am complete I am alive and I'm not going to read the whole thing it's the entire verse but I'm just going to read the I am part I'm free I am far from oppression I am born of God I am holy and without blame I have the mind of Christ I have peace of God I have a cre- I have the greater one I've received the gift I've received the spirit. I've received the power. I am God's child. I am God's workmanship. I am a new creature. I am a spirit being of God. I am a believer. I am a doer. I am a joint heir. I am more than conquerors. I am an overcomer. I am a partaker. I am an ambassador. I am part of a chosen generation. I am the righteousness of God. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. I am the head and not the tail. I am the light of the world. I am his elect. I am forgiven. I am delivered. I am redeemed. I am fully, firmly rooted. I am called of God. I am healed, and I am raised up. Mm. I feel like we should stand up and clap. I know. I know. (laughs) You just got chill bumps. Glory. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the greatest thing about this, because you know we only have thirty minutes, so you know I picked four and said, "Hey, let's go with this." And I picked those four before I found this list, and I was like, "I'm not going to change my four. (laughs) I'm not going to change my four, but I'm going to show this list." Yes. And if you are struggling with who you are, I would really encourage you to print this list and take one a week. And commit it to prayer and say it out loud to yourself. Say it to yourself yeah. in the mirror. Yeah. Say it to yourself, to your spouse, That'd be a great to thing a co-worker. Yeah, write, it, yes. like write in dry erase on yes. your mirror. Like, yes. I am. You know, I so am. It's, your face is right underneath yes. it. And, you know, I um, did a, the, my Be Free Friday was um, 
the little thing about Proverbs that we're doing as a family. But you could do something like this with your family or with a friend. And you Mm -hmm. could be, you are. Yeah. Send a message oh, to your yeah. coworkers. Send How a message would to, that your be to your staff. Yes, you know, write it in a note. Schools get ready to start back for us in three weeks. Write it in a note. Put it, it in the lunch, lunch box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Write a post it and put it on their mirror. Um, I have a, a frame at home. Uh, that I put a pretty paper in. It's a pretty frame with a pretty paper and then a dry erase marker. And I write notes to Chris on it and it's on our, our bathroom counter. And I think that I'm going to, um, I think I'm going to do this for him. And each week just be, you are. And just speak truth into him. I love that. Yes. And in doing that, I know it's going to speak truth into me. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, and even just do what I did and stand in the mirror and, or not even in the mirror, on your knees and just say these things out loud and just claim them. Yeah. Because when we claim them, they become more real. Right. So that, Absolutely. I thought that was really, really cool. Okay. The other thing is, is that she had a um, article that she wrote and it was almost like practical application. Um, I'm not about reinventing the wheel. I'm about taking <laughs> someone else's wheel and building on it. Okay. Um, and it's Joyce Meyer for crying out loud. Efficiency. I mean, yeah. how much more can we add? Let's hear Sarah Gody, Joyce Meyer. Hmm, I think we'll pick Joyce. Um, okay. So listen, this is a whole thing again that she said how to succeed at being yourself thought that this was really, really close, uh, really, really cool. And, uh, it's a little article, how to succeed at being yourself. But she had eight things that you should do. One is never say or think a negative thing about yourself. Oh, well, Speak- okay. How though? <laughs> yeah. Speak good things about yourself. Never compare yourself with other people. Focus on your potential instead of your limitations. Find something you like to do well and do it over and over have the courage to be different and deal with criticism. Don't let the way another person treats you determine your worth and keep your flaws in perspective. So my thing is I, I would encourage us again to look at this list. What are a couple of these things that you need to work on and try to do them? Mm-hmm. You know, don't say anything negative about yourself. When you find yourself getting ready to say something negative, say too positive about yourself. Um, you know, break. It's just about the mindset. Yeah. We got to break the old habits. And I told Monica last night, I'm like, I feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over and over again. What's wrong with me? Why can't I break this? But we live in a sinful world, yeah. you know, and we, we are sinful people. And even though we are new creations, we still battle with sin and the wrong type of thinking. So I would just encourage you, you know, take the time. You can't just listen. We can't just get fatter and fatter and fatter with information. I talked about how John Maxwell said that one time. The world is fat with information. We have to start exercising the information that we have. So don't just listen to this. Do something with it. Be practical. Put it into practice um, and change a mindset. Be better with uh, being okay with who you are. And realize that your who is not your do. It's who you are in Christ. It cannot change. It is It is truth. Right. Absolutely. Because he is truth. Oh, that's gosh. Awesome. Well, that's awesome. I love that. What a great word for today. So, um, Monica, would you mind closing us out sure. in prayer? Lord, we just um, give you all the honor and glory and the praise for your creations, for everything that you have put your hand to make and create. Uh, we thank you for it. And, Lord, I pray that you would just open up our hearts and enable us to fully embrace and be thankful that you have created us to be who we are, that you have not made mistakes that we are not wrong and that we are made in your image and that you are pleased and you saw that we are good. Help us to fully walk in the power of that. Help us to um, combat any work of the enemy to just believe any lies that come that come against that. Help us to walk in that truth so that we might be free and change the world. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Thank you for listening to the Vcast. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. Just search Be Still Be Free. And of course, check out our website, www.bestillbefree.com. <laughs>